The Rabbi Hillel is one of the great teachers of the Jewish tradition. And if you went to a university, its, student, its Jewish student center was probably called Hillel. He was born in the first century before Christ and died when Jesus was still a child. He was famous for his wisdom even in his own lifetime and head of the great Sanhedrin, the council of religious leaders of Judaism. One day, a Gentile came to Hillel and he said, teacher, I would love to convert to Judaism, but it's far too complex and too burdensome. There are too many laws, there are too many ways to go wrong. I'll convert, but only if you can teach me all of the Jewish law while standing on one foot. <laughs> of course, Hillel's students were terribly offended. Teacher, they said, send this Gentile away. God gave our ancestors 613 commandments that we're to follow as Jews, and he has no respect for our way of life. Just make him go away. But Hillel stood up, settled his robes, and picked up one foot. He looked the Gentile in the eye and said, love God and love your neighbor. Learn this. The rest is commentary. And then he put his foot back down. <laughs> Jesus was a generation or two younger than Hillel, but certainly he would have been taught the sayings of the great rabbi. And we can hear an echo of that famous teaching in our text from the gospel today. Just as Hillel was challenged by an impertinent student Jesus is being challenged by teachers of the law with dubious intentions. He's asked to sum up the law as well, and his answer is the same as the great rabbis. Teacher, they ask him, what commandment in the law is the greatest? And he says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the greatest and first commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Love God and your neighbor. The rest is commentary. This is the core of our faith, these two commandments. Love God, love your neighbor. And that's what we're here for. We exist to live those two commandments. And those commandments are also key to our happiness the only way to live a life that has joy and meaning. The beauty of Jesus' teaching is its simplicity. Every day we wake up to a thousand decisions, big and small, about how we are to live our lives. Jesus' simple teaching, love God, love your neighbor, gives us a way to cut through all the noise and get immediately to the core of the matter. Does this decision exhibit love of God? Does this decision exhibit love of neighbor? If I do this, will I be more or less able to love God and to love others? That was Jesus' teaching, right to the center every time. The danger, though, is because of the beautiful simplicity of this teaching, we might find it easy to skip over. We hear it, we think, ah, yes, I understand that. 
we distill it in our minds to basically being as nice as we can be and doing our best. But it's deeper than that. It's more profound, it's more complex. What Jesus is proposing is nothing less than a way of living that will transform us completely and has potential to transform the world as well. It's anything but simple. And the more I look at these two simple commandments, the more profound they seem. This past weekend was our diocesan convention, and the preacher at the convention Eucharist this year was the Right Reverend Barbara Harris, who was the first female bishop, not only in the Episcopal Church, but throughout the whole Anglican communion, all those descendants of the Church of England all over the world that make up some 85 million people. She was the first. Incidentally, there are only three church bodies larger than the Anglican communion in the world. None of them ordain women as bishops. Bishop Harris is also African-American, the great-granddaughter of a slave. And to be in the room with her is to be in the presence of history, in the presence of someone who's changed the world for the better. To me, she is a living example of what it looks like to take this command to love God and to love neighbor seriously. And she's an example, too, of how really going deep into those commandments can turn your life upside down. I'm a part of a group of female clergy under 40 in the diocese, just under the wire, who get together regularly. And our group invited Bishop Harris to lunch, and she very graciously agreed to come. I got there a little bit early. And when I did, Bishop Harris, who is 89 and about 5'2", was standing on the sidewalk in full bishop's regalia, smoking Virginia Slims, which (laughs) she proceeded to do all afternoon. And as we ate lunch, she told us some of the stories of what she went through after her diocese elected her bishop. And I have to think she was looking at all these young women clergy and thinking, you don't know how easy you have it. She talked about the death threats, the obscene letters and messages to her, to her family. She talked about being ostracized by colleagues, criticized, declared unfit, by church leaders all over the world because of her gender. She talked about the other bishops who refused to speak to her or work with her, the long line of people who stood up to protest at her consecration. She couldn't walk to and from work alone for years. And this wasn't the Jim Crow South in 1960, this was Boston in 1989. So we asked her what she What had she relied on to get her through this terrible time? And she told the story of her confirmation as a child in a historically black Episcopal church in Philadelphia. The bishop refused to come to black churches on Sundays for confirmations, as was traditional, because Sundays were reserved for white parishes. And when the bishop prepared for confirmation, which required the bishop to lay hands on the heads of the children and youth that come forward, when he got to her parish, he put on white cotton gloves so that he didn't have to directly touch the children. And she said, I wanted to be a bishop, 
because I wanted to show black children something different. And now she says when she does confirmations, she doesn't just lightly hold her hands on the heads of the children and youth that she confirms. Instead, she holds their faces, looks into their eyes, and tells each one of them something different that fits them, something that tells them that they are a beloved child of God. What she went through, she said, was worth it, so that she could do that for the people of her diocese. And she said simply that she did it because she felt that it was what God was asking her to do. That's what love of God and neighbor looks like. It's not easy or simple, but it can change the world forever. So the next time you're lost and overwhelmed and unsure of what to do, just imitate Rabbi Hillel, stand on one foot, and say to yourself, love God, love your neighbor, the rest is commentary. Amen.